Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to The No Spin News, Thursday, June 30th, last day, 2022. Stand up for your country. Well, President Biden's back in the USA uh, from Madrid, Spain, uh, G7 all last week. Nothing really happened. It was a big party. The taxpayers not only here, but in the uh, European countries and around the world pay the tab. And these guys go to a schloss in Bavaria, Germany. Beautiful place. And then they segue over to Madrid and they uh, do the Macarena, whatever they're doing there. I don't know. But the only thing that happened the whole week was that Sweden and Finland were basically accepted into NATO, which everyone knew they would be. This is another great strategy move by bad Vlad. Now he's got the uh, Scandinavian countries on his uh, flank. Um, and and uh, that's it. But I'm glad that Sweden and Finland are coming aboard. It, it's uh, the world has to unite against Putin. India is a country that really is starting to annoy me, by the way. I'm going to get into that maybe next week. But they're not uh, they're not helping the world out. They're not. OK, so uh, the talking points memo is uh, President Biden's situation upon his return to uh, the USA. It's not good. All right. And, and again, I feel that I might be overdoing this analysis that Joe Biden is incapable, incompetent. He cannot run this country. But listening to him in a press conference, short press conference, leaving Spain just reinforces what I'm talking about. Roll cut one. America's better positioned to lead the world than we ever have been. We have the strongest economy in the world. Our inflation rates are lower than other nations in the world. The one thing that has been destabilizing is the outrageous behavior of the Supreme Court of the United States on overruling not only Roe v. Wade, but essentially challenging the right to privacy. Okay, so um, our inflation rates are lower than other nations. Well, I'm sorry about Botswana. And, uh, you know, it's uh, tough in uh, Crete. But that's just absurd. You know, inflation rates, if you, uh, and I'm going to do this at the end of the broadcast, I went to the grocery store last night, personally went, on your behalf. And I'm going to tell you about that. But if you understand economics, and all of you do because you have to pay bills. You know that, it, ah, don't worry about inflation. It's, it's, it's worse. It's all, you know, worse over there somewhere. I, I maybe um, Myanmar, they're really having a bad time of it. You know, come on. It's like a fifth grader. Oh, yeah, I, I know I hit Jimmy, but Larry hit him harder. Oh, stop, stop, all right? Once in a while, Joe Biden, please concentrate on a problem. You created this mess. All right, here is, um, here is soundbite number two. Go. I can understand why the American people are frustrated because of inflation. But inflation is higher in almost every other country. Prices of the pump are higher in almost every other country. We're better positioned to deal with this than anyone, but we have a way to go. And the Supreme Court... We have to change that decision by codifying Roe v. Wade. Yeah, that's it. We're going to change that decision on Roe v. Wade. And then inflation's going to go back down to where it was under Trump, 1.4%. As soon as we codify, everything's going to get better. So I know you picked it up. You're a smart audience. You wouldn't be watching and listening to me if you weren't. This is a smart show every night. Okay, so his, basically what the Democrats are telling Biden to do, because Biden didn't come up with anything himself, is two things, 
Okay, it's worse other places. It's worse. And Roe v. Wade, that's our problem. It's not gas prices. And by the way, gas prices are higher in other countries. They're higher. Yeah, yeah, they've gone from two thirty-five dollars to $5 a gallon here in 18 months. But don't worry about it because in Libya, they're paying more. Oh, my God. It's just so simplistic and ridiculous. Does the man know it's ridiculous? No, he doesn't. But the voters in America do. The real clear politics average job approval, Biden, 38%. Disapprove, 58%. I mean, those are horrendous numbers. Horrendous numbers. And that is um, the talking points memo. Again, I'm sorry if I'm a broken record here, but Biden's hurting me. As I said yesterday, I, I, my broker called. He goes, hey, your portfolio's down 4% in June. Not since January. Oh, jeez. And none of it had to happen. None of this had to happen. We were perking along fine until Trump threw ketchup at somebody. I, I don't even know. I don't even know. All right. The direction of the country, Associated Press. This is a bogus poll. 44 Democrat, 36 Republican. Whenever you see an eight-point gap, you know the AP isn't looking for an honest appraisal of the American public. All right, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Generally speaking, would you say things in the countries are headed in the right direction? 14 percent. 14 percent. All right. Wrong. 85. Way to go, Joe. But once we codify Roe v. Wade, I'll turn it all around, right? Second question, overall, do you approve or disapprove of the way Biden's handling his job as president? Net approved 39, disapproved 60. Third question, how would you describe the nation's economy these days? Net good, 20%. Net poor, 79%. Ah, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay, now I'm going to be a pinhead for about 45 seconds. Please forgive me, but I have to do this. 1919, okay? World War I ends. Woodrow Wilson going all over the country trying to get a League of Nations, which was the forerunner to the UN, which we have now. Okay, you get a stroke. Woody's out. Nobody knows it. Press covers it up. Who becomes president? Edith Bowling Galt Wilson. Edith Bowling Galt. There that's Edith. There she is. She's president. Tacitly. Okay, not officially. Because nobody knew Woodrow was sitting there like a kumquat. Couldn't do anything. I don't want to be cruel, but it's true. So Edith Bowling Wilson takes over and screens all the papers and issues. All right. Woodrow could still sign his name. Edith put it in, sign here, honey. He did. She assumed the role of secretary, reporting the president's decisions to the government. So Edith could pick up the phone. They'd have a phone back then and said, hey, you know, Woodrow wants this. Okay. And until January 1920, Woodrow Wilson had almost no contact with anyone outside of immediate family and his doctors. So is Joe Biden in that circumstance? No, he's not in that circumstance. But he's mentally incapacitated. 
Now, there's two ways. You can say he's got dementia. I would never say that. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Or you can say he's not smart enough to do the job in his present circumstance. That is true. Okay. Now, we are waiting on the January 6th committee, and they're off now into the wilderness for a while. No hearings set. Um, Cassidy Hutchinson, you know this. Uh, All the cable news went nuts. Uh, She said that Donald Trump lunged at a Secret Service driver. And, you know, when I heard that, I went, is uh, is, uh, the presidential, uh, they driving him around in a Honda Civic? See, in a Honda Civic, you can sit in the back seat and and reach across and, and lunge. But not in the presidential limousine. It's too big. And there's a partition. Okay? So there's no, you can't lunge. So I went, I, maybe he's in a little civic, Trump. And, and he could do it. All right? So she said that. And then she said he threw a tantrum on October 6th and threw food and condiments against the wall. And there it was ketchup dripping down. Uh, right away, Nancy Pelosi went, is that impeachable? Ketchup being thrown on a wall. Can we get him? Well, he's not president anymore, but if he were, we could get him and impeach him on ketchup. Um, anyway, this Cassidy uh, Hutchinson, I don't know what she's saying, true or not. I know two things as a fact. She, it's this hearsay. She didn't see it, okay? And it's uncorroborated. No one else is backing her up. Now, the Secret Service has told uh, the No Spin News, we had a nice conversation with them this morning. It's our job. That we're going to put, put somebody out under oath. You're going to clear all this up. Okay. When? Nobody knows. Now, I suspect there'll be some kind of Secret Service release tomorrow, Friday, July 1st, holiday weekend, Friday, about 445. This is what the federal government does. And they'll put something out so that nobody will even hear about it because nobody's paying attention on holiday weekend. But I, but I don't know whether the Secret Service is going to back up Cassidy Hutchinson, but initial reports from NBC News, anonymous reports, say the Secret Service is going to contradict her. See, this did not happen. There's no lunging. I don't know about the ketchup. Okay, now most Americans have already decided whether uh, Ms. Hutchinson is telling the truth. Those who hate Trump, of course she's telling the truth. And those who love Trump, no, no, she's not telling the truth. Okay, again, I don't know, but I'll find out. I'll find out. But the truth is, that's my job, and I will do it. Okay, media corruption. Now, you may remember, and I hope you're watching No Spin News all week, because I think we've had the best, and I told my staff this on a call this morning, I think we've had the best programs ever in the history of No Spin News this week. Now, you're watching and you're listening. Remember, we have more than 100 stations, Allison, carrying this on a radio at night, and we have millions of people all over the world watching. If you missed any of our episodes, you can get them on BillOReilly.com. If you're a premium member, you can just punch them up, and you can go back on what they call the morgue and say Bernie Goldberg gave me an interview two years ago. You can pull that up, Okay. Um, and anyway, when I saw CBS Evening News' Nora O'Donnell, right after the Roe v. Wade decision, interview Kelly Robinson, the uh, president of Planned Parenthood, when I saw that, I went, okay, so now uh, Nora's going to interview a pro-life person. No. Well, maybe she'll quote from a pro-life person. No. So Bernie Goldberg's face immediately appeared in my mind, which is not a pleasant thought. Um, and he, it, he, his face appeared there because he wrote a book. 
Bias, a CBS insider, exposes how the media distort the news. All right? Remember that book? Big bestseller? So I, I swear to God, this is exactly what happened. When I'm looking at Nora O'Donnell, CBS News anchor, and she's not bringing on any pro-life at all, and I have no beef with interviewing the Planned Parenthood woman. None. They should have. But of course, then you followed up with an interview with the pro-life people, if you are a responsible news organization. So I gave Bernie a call. Uh, not easy. He's usually in the woods uh, tracking tracking things. Uh, he's in North Carolina. We did get him, we, uh, and he joins us now. He is a purveyor of BernardGoldberg.com. When he's not wearing a coonskin cat, he, uh, he's running that website, BernardGoldberg.com. All right, Goldberg. <laughs> I told you you'd love the intro. I told you you would love the intro. <laughs> yes. Yes. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get a extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Edith hit me right in the head with her pocketbook. She wouldn't allow me to interview him. Um, and, you know, at that point, I just turned 18, so I couldn't file child abuse charges. <laughs> I got you, Goldberg. Don't you mess with me. Okay, so when you were a correspondent, uh, remind the audience how long you worked for CBS uh, News. Okay, and I crossed paths with you for about six months before they booted me out of there. Um, 28 years. So... Would you have been shocked at a uh, rundown, an evening news rundown? And, and Bernie Goldberg appeared on, it had to be a thousand times, right, on the evening news. You're on one of Rather's favorite guys. You're always on. Uh, would you have been surprised if Rather had brought on a, a abortion component person but no pro-life person? This is what I complained about. This is what I complained about privately for over a decade. And then when I couldn't take it anymore because they weren't listening, I wrote a book. The book was biased that you put up. But here's here's what you need to know, Bill. Whether the issue is abortion or guns or any hot social issue, the most important thing is not what the court said about it. The most important thing is not the facts of the case. The most important thing is who is delivering the news to you. And since most newsrooms are populated by liberals, since they're almost certainly mostly pro-choice, you're going to get that kind of slant on the coverage. But and this isn't more than a slant. 
This is basically, this is basically a black out of the other point of view. Right, but here's the important part. I'll do this very briefly. It's hard to believe, but they don't see their position as controversial. They see your position as controversial. They see a pro-life position as controversial, but they don't see their position as controversial because their friends in the newsroom feel the way they do. Their friends out of the newsroom in places like Manhattan feel the way they do. They believe their view, you ready for this, is reasonable. So if their view is reasonable, the other view is unreasonable. But we're not talking about philosophy. We're talking about covering the news. And when you cover a news story, the mandate is you are to present both sides of the story. That's Journalism 101. Yeah, but those days, of course, it's Journalism 101. And it's how we grew up in journalism. There's a new concept, especially among younger producers and reporters. I've, I've even spoken to one at one of the places I worked fairly recently, and this is what he said. The idea that both sides of a controversial issue should get equal treatment is an outdated idea. He said, what do you mean? Well, some ideas are more legitimate than other ideas. Now, if you're a liberal in the news business, which most mainstream journalists are, what ideas do you suppose are going to be legitimate? Pro-choice and abortion is legitimate. Now, if, some, if I went out and interviewed somebody who said the earth is round, I'm under no obligation to go out and interview somebody who says the earth is flat. But that's not what we're talking no, about. No, that's not what we're talking about. Now, Nora O'Donnell is the anchor. All right. Now, I submit to you that Dan Rather would have put on both sides of that story. He would have slanted it toward the pro-choice. He was uh, a doctrinaire liberal. Mr. Rather was, is, he's still alive, but he would have because he would have been embarrassed not to, to just black out the other side. And the other thing is, what about the audience? 50% of Americans are pro-life. So CBS just gives them the finger, doesn't care about that audience. I think you're right about Dan Rather. And I think the fact that you're right indicates how much things have changed in a relatively short period of time. That's the real story here. When we were at CBS News or when you were doing stories for Peter Jennings at ABC, they would have said, come on, you got, you, you, this is too obvious. This is, as you say, journalism 101. But times have changed. No, and they don't even care anymore. No journalism rules. Don't even bother. We're going to be an advocacy broadcast and our advocacy is on the left. That's no, I, it. Don't, I don't know if Nora O'Donnell one day earlier or one day later interviewed a pro-choice person. Doesn't a, a, matter. A pro-life person. I don't, I don't know. It wouldn't matter. But because it, it, the, the story was there and it was screaming out for both points of view to be challenged, by the way. I mean, she should have challenged both points of view, as I a, did with, I don't know whether you saw Governor Nome from South Dakota on this broadcast a couple of days ago, but I challenged the governor. Uh, I wasn't a cupcake. I don't do cupcakes, as you know. Um, but what I, I just want everybody to know that news reporting in America, objective, trying to get the truth, fair and balanced is dead with a capital I a, D. I have a solution. You want to hear it? Go ahead. 
I came up with this idea a while ago as a sort of a joke, but I, I'm not joking anymore. We need an affirmative action program for the smallest minority in America's newsrooms, conservative journalists. And that affirmative action program would involve going out and finding conservative journalists and telling them, keep your opinions to yourself. Check your opinions at the front door, just as we want liberal journalists to check their opinions at the door. But what we want from you is a different perspective so that somebody, if this were, if my idea were put into practice, somebody in that newsroom in Washington would say to the producer, Nora O'Donnell's producer, and say, well, wait, time out. Something's not right here. Don't we need another point of view? I'll bet you, I'll bet you nobody even brought that up. No, they don't care anymore. Uh, I got one more question for you, and it's BernardGoldberg.com over the weekend. Check out those little statuettes and behind you, did they ever fall on your head? Say, was there ever a, like a windstorm? Yes, yes, actually there was. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about that. They <laughs> fell on my head just before we went on. And I thought I heard you say, I know this is crazy, that <laughs> Biden and the others were doing the Macarena in Bavaria. Yeah, they were. No, in Spain. So I know you didn't, in I know Spain. You didn't that because if you said that, you'd be a lunatic yourself. No. So, no, in Bavaria, all they would do, they just get the big steins uh, and you do the Macarena in Spain. Bernie Goldberg, everybody, happy 4th. Thanks for helping us out as always. Okay, 4th of July, poll Gallup, 1,015 adults about whether you're proud to be an American. Record low. How proud are you to be an American? Extremely 38. That is a record low. Okay, in 2021, last year, 43%. It's dropped 5 very proud, 27. So the aggregate is 65% of Americans are extremely or very proud to be a citizen. Moderately, uh, 22. And hate the America, hate everything about USA, 13. Now, the 13 are communists, socialists. I mean, that's what that crew is, about 13%. Those are the people who want the overthrow of the government. So that, that's logical. Um, I'm very proud to be an American. Uh, I am, um, because I could never have succeeded to the way I have succeeded in life in any other country on the planet. And opportunity was there. I had to work hard for it. I had to pay for it. It was painful to get it, but I got it because America does provide opportunity, the land of opportunity. That is why I'm extremely proud to be an American because I've been to 84 countries, nowhere, Nowhere has the opportunity that we do for everyone. Bernie Sanders and I agree on something. Oh, I don't believe I just said that. Bernie Sanders, socialist, senator from Vermont, and O'Reilly agree the airlines have to be punished. Okay? Here is Bernie's tweet. Quote, the American people are sick of airlines ripping them off, canceling flights at the last minute, delaying flights for hours on end. It's time for Secretary Pete, that'd be Buttigieg, to fine airlines $55,000 per passenger for every flight cancellation they know they can't fully staff. Unquote Bernie Sanders tweet. Then he follows it up with a former letter. Got a copy of that letter, throw it on up there. Okay, the three points in the letter are, according to Sanders, the airlines have to promptly refund passengers for flights that have been delayed over an hour. 
So if you're delayed an hour, you get a full refund. Impose fines on the airline. Federal government does it for flights that are delayed more than two hours. Fines on the airline scheduling flights. They are unable to properly staff $55,000 a passenger. Whoa. Bernie right on, man. Now, I know Bernie saw me on April 1st when I came in the JetBlue that everybody in the world saw on the Internet. I took heat. Now what? Now, huh? Five-hour delay. According to Bernie, that would have bankrupted JetBlue. They would have paid like $80 million for that. And the plane was on the ground in JFK. They didn't have a pilot. And they knew it. And they lied about it. Anyway, Pete Judah Judge, we called him. We called Pete. Um, We didn't get anything from him, but he went on NBC News. And here's what he said. Roll it. A lot of people, including me, uh, are expecting to get to, to loved ones over this holiday weekend. And we need a system that is resilient enough to get them there. Plus, good customer service when an issue does come up. What does that mean? That's like, hey, don't worry about inflation. Roe v. Wade's the problem. It's the same thing. Well, we need resilient airline. You are, look, this is what happens when you hire and person can't possibly do the job. Oh, my God. Or, or, but I, uh, do something. Katani Brown-Jackson. Sworn in as a a Supreme Court justice today. First African-American woman ever, 51 years old, grew up in Miami, went to Harvard Law. She uh, now replaces Breyer, and uh, he's retiring. So uh, Miss Jackson will be a liberal judge, and she'll vote en bloc with the other liberal judges. So we did some pretty good investigating on this, and uh, we came to uh, the last... Two months of this year, May, June, and um, 12 times the three liberal judges, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan, have voted en bloc. Now, you can say the conservatives do it, but I'm going to disprove that in a moment. So the first one was Kennedy versus Bremerton School. This is the uh, football coach who was praying after a game, and the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 that uh, Mr. Kennedy, the coach, Rice were violated. The three liberals go, nah, nah, they can fire him. You want to say a prayer after the game, you can get fired. Those are three liberal judges. Then Dobbs versus Jackson, that is the uh, Roe v. Wade thing. Six to three in Mississippi, okay, where the uh, Supreme Court said, no, Mississippi can regulate abortion at 15 weeks. Sotomayor, Breyer, and Kagan voted against it. No, 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 you can't ever regulate abortion. That's what they wanted. Vega versus Tico. This was one that I didn't report. Nobody reported it. The Supreme Court ruled that a citizen cannot sue, cannot sue a police officer under the federal civil rights law if the police officer does not provide a Miranda warning. 6-3, but Kagan, Breyer, and Motomayor, you know, you can sue them all day long. And the final one was the New York State uh, concealed carry law, which uh, New York State wouldn't give you a license, no matter how law-abiding you were, wouldn't let you do it, and Supreme Court overturned that, and uh, all the liberal judges said, no, 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 no. So don't give me any of this, uh, liberal judges, liberal Americans. Those, those three, 
and Ms. Jackson will replace Breyer, and she'll vote right down the line, doctrinaire liberal. You wait and see. No matter the Constitution. Now, what about these conservatives? Well, you know, they're conservative judges, no doubt about it. But today, Supreme Court ruled 5-4 that uh, the Biden administration can end Trump's remain in Mexico policy for asylum seekers, and they will. Kavanaugh, conservative judge, and Roberts, who is not a conservative, uh, they join the three liberals. Okay, so that remain in Mexico is gone unless Trump gets elected again, and then he'll reimpose it. So the ruling said the decision did not violate a 1996 migrant detention law. Look, we need new immigration laws. That's what we need. Because there are 53 people dying in a scalding hot truck. Hello, Congress, you want to get some new laws going? Please save some lives. Okay, Wallet Hub, worst and best run cities in America. Throw up the best run cities. Here they go. Criteria, financial stability, education, health, safety, economy, infrastructure, and pollution. Napa, Idaho, number one. I like Napa. Boise, number two, Idaho. Idaho wins big. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Nashua, New Hampshire. Lexington, Fayette, Kentucky. Lincoln, Nebraska. Las Cruces, New Mexico. Very interesting town. Beautiful light there. Oklahoma City. Missoula, Montana. Uh, home of the University of Montana. Durham, North Carolina, which is a red-hot place. So those are the best-run cities. How about the worst? You want to take your, a bet on what the worst is? Ready? Hey, Washington, D.C. wins. It is. That's Muriel Bowser. Way to go, Muriel. Very good. San Francisco, second worst. New York City, third. Chattanooga, Cleveland, Detroit, Flint, Oakland, Hartford, Gulf, Port, Mississippi, 10. Where is Chicago? Where is Chicago there? 11. 11. Where's Baltimore? 21. I put Baltimore in the top 10. That city has not run well. Although they have a nice inner harbor down there, I know that, but violence, drugs, chaos, Baltimore. Oh, so there you go. So it's the 4th of July coming up, right? I got fun facts for the 4th of July. And it wasn't until 1870, this is this day week in history, 1870, Congress made July 4th a federal holiday, 94 years after the adoption of the Declaration of Independence. That's what we mark on July 4th, Declaration of Independence. Ask the urchins what, what, why we're marking on July 4th. What are, we, what are we doing? Nobody will know. So Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution. The Declaration was said, hey, King George, see ya. You're an oppressor. We want freedom. Number two, 1941, July 4th became a paid holiday. Up until that time, you didn't get paid. On July 4th, 1778, George Washington issued double rations of rum to all his soldiers to mark the anniversary of independence. So they all got blasted. <laughs> they all got tipsy. And, you know, British didn't attack them, I, I guess. So Thomas Jefferson and John Adams both died on July 4th. Um, Thomas Jefferson was 82, Adams 90. Imagine living in 90 back then. Okay, they both died July 4th, 1826. Same day, same year. That's amazing. 1776, 2.5 million colonists were here. 2.5 million. Now, 330 
2 million people in the USA. More than $1 billion worth of fireworks will be used on Monday. A billion. More than 74 million Americans plan a barbecue. And the top barbecue food is hot dogs. 150 million hot dogs will be consumed on Monday. Now, I do eat hot dogs. Not a lot. I eat Nathan's Famous. Father was born and bred in uh, Brooklyn, where Nathan's began, I, you know, as a kid. They're good. Are they good for you? No. But, you know, uh, I'm going to eat some hot dogs. Okay. Uh, I have a, as I told you, I went to the grocery store last night. <clears throat> what I do for you guys? And uh, I, I'm, I've got some money-saving tips for you, which I think are pretty, pretty significant. They're simple. They're not complicated. But I'm going to tell you. But then we have a mail segment. Oh, some people are mad at me. Um, but first, we'll take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before, and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's go to the mail. Hugh Nowak, Cascade Charter Township, Michigan. Bill, you've got to be kidding. You don't really think that Brett Baer and Chris Wallace are conservatives, do you? I don't care whether they're conservatives. That doesn't matter to me. What I care about is I know these guys, and as soon as that Hutchinson woman testified, they believe what she said. That's not what journalists do. It's uncorroborated. And it's absurd, as I said earlier in the broadcast. Can't lunge when you're back at the presidential limits. I mean, come on, Hugh. I, it doesn't matter whether a person's liberal or conservative. I just want them to do their job. Sheriff Adam on the message board. I don't know where the Sheriff Adam presides, but uh, we're happy he's writing it. 
Sadly, nothing will happen to Hutchinson. No accountability, no consequences for lying, no reaction or remission from the mainstream media, the Dems, or anyone else that she has no credibility. Let's wait on that, Sheriff. Okay, let's wait on that. If Secret Service comes out under oath and says she's lying, she's lying. But we need to wait. Woke America. Now, I usually don't do this. So if you want your letter read, you got to tell me a name. And, you know, but I'll, I'm going to do this because it's an interesting letter. Cassidy Hutchinson spoke under oath, so we must assume that she was telling the truth. Wrong. Wrong. Okay? I mean, perjury is just legion. It is no secret Donald Trump bungled the election, lost, wasn't man enough to accept it. Her testimony, therefore, was credible. That's your opinion. And and you're entitled to it. Don't put that off as fact that she's credible. That's crazy. We'll find out. Victoria Califano, Beacon, New York, on the Hudson. Hey, Bill, Cassie Hutchinson is nothing more than Christine Blasey Ford dressed up in a different outfit. Well, we'll see. She might be. Remember, Christine Blasey Ford attacked Kavanaugh, brutally attacked him. No corroboration. None. Remember? You, everybody remembers. Judith K. Bill, I've decided you are a never-Trumper. Judith believes that I am a never-Trumper. You say, if this is another bogus story pertaining to Hutchinson, okay, well, it is bogus. You have no faith in Trump. What will it take? Judith, I don't really even know what to say. Lee, concierge member means Lee has direct access to me. Over the weekend, the best thing you can do for your life is become a concierge member on BillOReilly.com. I guarantee it'll save you so much money and you'll be informed on everything and it'll enhance your life. And if you've got a problem, I'll help you with it. Bill, your assessment of Biden is a man that has no principles spot on. So happy you speak the truth to power. I don't speak the truth to power. I just speak the truth as I know it. And if I don't know something like Hutchinson, I don't know if she's a liar or perjurer. I'll tell you. Andrew, if we could go back to gas being around two bucks, a home mortgage just over 3%, and a booming stock market, President Trump could throw a whole gallon of ketchup on me. (laughs) Me too, Andrew. You know, I, I told Bernie and Sid on WABC this morning, I think Trump did throw ketchup at me at Yankee Stadium one time. If I remember correctly, I had ketchup on me. I'm sitting next to him. I think he went a little of that. Uh, by the way, those Bernie and Sid uh, radio uh, thing on WABC are posted on BillOReilly.com. They are funny. Uh, you might want to check them out. Nancy Shaw grants pass Oregon. In my way of thinking, not enforcing law is the same thing as breaking the law. Not enforcing criminals. Am I wrong? You are theoretically correct, but legally you're not because of prosecutorial discretion. So these DAs that don't enforce the law, they have discretion about what cases to bring. But they are breaking the law because they're letting people run wild and hurt other people, symbolically. James Cook, Sunnyside, New York. Bill, why do you want to make enemies? Not having leash laws is a good thing for dogs and owners. You may be acting selfishly because of a bad experience. Look, James, that's your opinion. But dogs running around attacking other dogs and people, no. All right? But I got a lot of mail on this. Gene, leash laws, more government control. Get a bigger dog, O'Reilly. Get a bigger dog? And dump Holly, the terror dog? No. 
That's not the solution. Marie, yes, there should be leash laws in public everywhere because some dogs bite. That's true. Alice, you had every right to be angry even though the dog on the loose probably just wanted to play. That's true. With not a vicious dog, it was a playful dog. But I didn't know that, and Holly didn't know it. I'm frightened of dogs because I have been bitten, as uh, millions of Americans have. So, I mean, run, let, allowing dogs to run around without a leash is stupid. Sorry. Chuck Mesmer, Newberry Park, California. I have to say, I love how you're willing to tackle an issue, no matter how small. Thank you, O'Reilly. You're welcome, Chuck. Harvey Kemper, Bella Vista, Arkansas. You make my day every day, O'Reilly. I look forward to listening to the No Spin News. Honest, thoughtful news from someone who cares for all of us. I do. That's why I'm doing this. Only reason. Uh, D. Clifton, uh, Muscatine, Iowa. I got to say, this week's programs on the No Spin News have been outstanding, most especially yesterday's Christy Nome segment. Well, I hope everybody on uh, the 4th of July goes back and watches all of that. Gregory Conklin, Rock Stream, New York. I've never been accused of being smart, Gregory says, but I feel smarter after watching the No Spin News. Now, Gregory, let me just challenge that opening statement. If you weren't smart... You wouldn't be watching the No Spin News and listening to it, would you? You'd be watching some other dopey thing that will mislead you and lie to you. We will never do that. Okay, last chance this weekend for the greatest deal, book deal in the country. You buy Killing the Killers, still an enormous bestseller after two months. You get Killing the Mob free of charge, free of charge. This is on BillOReilly.com. We're doing this because of the inflation and all that crazy stuff. I hope you take advantage of it because you got gift giving to do. If you have both of those books already, buy that one and get the other free and give them for gifts. And uh, if you don't, summer reading, you know, come on. And if you're in the car, get the audio. Audio is number two in America right now. The audio of Killing the Coast. Um, okay. Where did they know chicanery? C-H-I-C-A-N-E-R-Y. Running to us. All right, back with my trip to the grocery store in a moment. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you, and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here is the final thought of the day. So look, I went to the grocery store, IGA, last night. Got my little basket, I'm running around. And I'm trying to figure out ways where I can save you money. The first thing I see when I got in the store is this giant display a Pepsi Cola. And it, big price. Good price. I think it averages out to about like 50 or 60 cents a can. Now, I don't drink Pepsi Cola. It's too much sugar in it. Enormous amount of sugar in all soft drinks and it hurts you, particularly if you're older. But if I did, I would have bought, you know, a lot of 60 cent cans because they're running about a buck now. Okay, that's number one. Then I go in and there's a lot of two for ones. So Crest toothpaste, I got four, but paid for two because 
the grocery stores and the CVSs and all these other places, they get overstocked and then they want to move the stuff out. So when you go in, you can see two for one, two for one, two for one. If you use the product, you buy four. Then, then down the road, that shrinks your expenditures. You got to think ahead. All right. And those of you who are using credit cards, the credit card companies are going to are going to bump up the interest rates. So pay it down now. All right. Because it's going up. So you can pasta dishes. I buy chicken salad and tuna salad in, in the little tins, put it on the sourdough bread, fills you up. That's a meal. Get a little soup to go with it. You know, all of those things. But pasta dishes still under control in the grocery store, not in the restaurants. I hope it helps. I want you all to have a great 4th of July weekend. We'll be back Tuesday. We'll be filing columns Sunday noon and tweeting throughout the weekend. Check out BillOReilly.com. we got lots of good stuff. Thank you for watching. We'll see you on Tuesday.